Welcome to Communication 24-7, a podcast where we communicate about how we communicate. I'm your host, Jennifer Furlong. So yes, it is possible to be focused on listening and still do it incorrectly. You might ask, how can that be, Jen? You just taught me the steps to develop my skills as an active listener, and I paid attention. I even took notes. I'm trying. What more can there be? A lot more, actually. The sad part is you could truly be putting in all the right effort in your active listening and still screw up the communication scenario by using the wrong listening style. Yes, the wrong listening style style. Welcome to the newest episode in our listening series, because yes, you can listen wrong. Today, I'll tell you all about the advantages of empathic listening, of critical listening, of analytical listening, and task-oriented listening, and why the worst thing you can do is to get them mixed up. Because again, depending on the communication scenario, you might need to adjust to a different listening style. Let's begin with our first scenario. Imagine you get a call from a close friend. They've broken up with their significant other, again. It's been enough times, you've lost count, but that's not the important part. Your friend is hurting and is currently on the other end of the line. They called you to talk about this most recent breakup. So what's your move? How do you proceed? How can you be a good friend and an effective communicator all at the same time in this scenario? Or how about another scenario? Imagine you're at work and a coworker starts complaining about their workload. Then they mention you seem to have figured it out because your mountain of work seems to be gone by the end of the day. And then they continue on with complaining about the workload again. You're the only coworker in the immediate area and ignoring them is not an option. You've already made eye contact, damn it. So what's your move? How do you proceed in this scenario? How do you react to the sudden onslaught of negativity? How can you be a good coworker and an effective communicator? As with just about every communication scenario you encounter, the answer is going to be, it depends. Effective communicators must learn to not only read the room, but read the person and figure out their communication goal and yours, and then determine the best communication tools to use that can turn the scenario into a positive experience for everyone. Otherwise, get ready to be called either an inconsiderate jerk who doesn't care about your friend's feelings or a know-it-all coworker who thinks they have all the answers. Remember, Effective communication is all about creating shared meaning. In order to correctly assess each of these scenarios, you will need to pay attention to what you are seeing and hearing, as well as what you are not seeing and not hearing. But before we focus on them, let's focus on you. What's your go-to listening style? What's your default setting? For example, listen to the following statements. Do they sound like you? I'm impatient with people who ramble 
who tend to go on and on and take forever to get to the point during a conversation. It bothers me when people are telling a story and get off topic. I find it frustrating when they don't stay focused on the topic during a conversation. I much prefer speakers who are brief and to the point. If these statements sound like you, then your listening tendency or listening style tends to be task-oriented. You're concerned about efficiency. You like to have just enough information to get the job done. All that extra information might be viewed as a waste of time. If taking care of business is the primary concern of communication scenario, then this is a great default listening style. Not only do you keep focused, but you can keep others focused as well. The path is clear, the instructions are clear, let's get to it. But what if the path isn't so clear? What if there are multiple options that are equally valid on the table? This might be a scenario where we need to discuss the pros and cons of each valid solution. And this could be a scenario where the other person will be put off if they think you're disregarding their feelings. You might need to rethink whether the task-oriented listening style is the right style for the moment. So let's shift our focus to another listening style. Listen to the following statements and see if they sound more like you. I tend to withhold judgment about another's ideas until I've heard them say everything they want to say about the topic. I don't form an opinion unless I fully listen to what another person has to say. I tend to listen to and consider all sides of an issue being discussed before I respond. If these statements sound more like you, then your go-to listening style is analytical. You like to get the full picture. You want to make sure you fully understand the situation and you want to look at it from all sides. You're thorough in your approach to decision-making and this is great when the situation is complicated. But the situation, if it's not complicated and you continue to ask all kinds of questions that end up being not necessary and the clock is ticking, you're on a deadline, a decision needs to be made like soon, then a thorough analysis might not be what's needed in this particular scenario. So I've covered task-oriented and analytical listening. Hopefully you can see the value in both types. Either of these could be the better listening style depending on how complicated the issue is and how much time you have to consider it. You know, are you on a deadline? The next two listening styles I want to deal with separately because these two can land us in some hot water, especially where our relationships are concerned. I'm talking about empathic listening and critical listening. Listen to the following statements and see if these sound more like you. I often catch logical errors when others try to make an argument, and even when I don't try to catch logical errors when others speak, it just comes naturally to me to still notice them. When I listen to others, I take note of contradictory information. If these statements sound like you, then your go-to listening style is critical listening. This is a great skill to have because you can analyze the information you're listening to and assess the credibility and the logic of it in order to come to a conclusion. You might find yourself paying attention to the evidence that's being used to support a claim in an argument and taking note whether the speaker is relying too much on emotional appeals and not enough on logic. 
As you can imagine, critical listening is especially helpful when you're trying to figure out if an argument holds up. But not everything is an argument, and sometimes it's just a conversation. And if you're not careful, you'll end up pissing off a friend because they're beginning to feel like you're picking apart everything they say. And who wants to be friends with that person, right? So that brings us to the last listening style I want to discuss today. Listen to these following statements to see if they sound more like you. When I listen, I pick up on the mood of the speaker and I try to understand their emotions. I listen because I like to build relationships and listening is a good way for me to connect with others. If these statements sound like you, then your go-to listening style is empathic listening. Your friends likely perceive you as friendly and attentive and understanding. You're probably even really good at not only listening to what others say, but what they're not saying as well. You're pretty intuitive. You don't mind taking the time to hear about another person's experiences and might even become too attached when listening to their experiences. Therein lies the challenge. While you're great at being understanding and intuitive and attentive and friendly, you might at times get too involved and you might even be the person who can easily be swayed by another's tears or another's emotions. I'm hoping that you're starting to see the big picture here. Each one of these listening styles have strengths that can be useful to tap into whenever needed but they also have challenges if you tend to overuse any one of them and end up using them in the wrong scenario. This requires a certain awareness on your part to be able to quickly determine in any given situation which listening style would be the better one to use. In other words, you need to be able to adapt. But to do that, you first need to know what your go-to listening style is so that you can be mindful of the possibility of needing to adjust. If you're a podcaster looking to find a user-friendly program to edit your show, I invite you to check out Alitu, the podcast maker. Alitu is an online platform that uses simple drag and drop tools designed specifically for podcasters. You can edit an entire show in just minutes which gives you more time to create more content and grow your audience. Don't worry about buying special equipment, just use what you have. And if you're worried about sound quality, Alitu automatically cleans your audio so you sound crisp and clean. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, stop thinking and start doing. And if you're using another editing tool, but you're not quite happy with it, I invite you to give Alitu a try by clicking on the link in the show notes. So think about the four listening styles that I just explained and listen to the statements one more time. You can rewind this, listen to those statements one more time and see which of the listening style truly is your go-to listening style. Now, if you can easily adapt to any of those listening styles, that is excellent. Um, but for the rest of us, it probably takes some practice and that's okay. I'm going to give you a personal example. So my go-to listening style is critical listening. I am really good at focusing on main points. I'm really good at focusing on the evidence that is used in order to support main points. 
I pay attention to nonverbals very closely. So I not only pay attention to what is being said, but I pay attention to what is not being said. And for the nonverbals, I pay attention to facial expressions, hand gestures, body movement. You know, I, I pay attention to whether or not I think this person actually believes what they're saying. You know, so that gives me an ability to discern uh, facts from inferences and come to a conclusion. And I'm usually really close when I reach my conclusions. Um, but, you know, the one that I have to work on, the type of listening style that I'm weakest at is the empathic listening. Because I am so strong in critical listening. If anyone comes up to me, for example, you know, if I had a student come to my office to talk to me about something that is happening or to, you know, talk to me about a grade or anything, you know, um, I would naturally go to the critical listening style. And I have had to learn over time to just shut up, listen, and let them continue to talk. You know, because sometimes people just need to rant, right? Whether it's a friend, whether it's a student, whether it's a coworker, we all get to the point where we need to complain about something. We don't necessarily want you to fix it for us, right? We just need to get it out so we can feel better about it. And, and sometimes as we're ranting, we can kind of figure it out on our own. So as a go-to critical listener, I have really had to learn to not solve the problem for others immediately. Um, sometimes you just need to be there for them emotionally so that they can feel supported. And sometimes you just need to say something like, I can see why that would upset you, or uh, I can see why that would piss you off, <laughs> or I can see how this could be an emotional thing for you. you know? And then that's all you need to say and just let them continue you know, to rant or to cry or to complain or whatever it is that they need to do. So the lesson here is know when and how to help. And the answer to this is not always obvious. So how can we tell when we need to be critical or when we need to be empathic um, or when it's correct to just be analytical or task oriented? Well, First, assess the situation and consider whether this is a situation where the person really needs advice or whether this is a situation where they could just blow off some steam and that will be enough. Consider how complicated the situation is. Um, consider whether you're on a deadline. You know, how much time do you have to really think about these issues if they are truly needing advice? Second, consider who the person is that you're listening to. Are they the type to welcome advice or are they the type to get defensive if you even try to give them any advice? Are they asking for your advice or are you just assuming that they're coming to you for advice? You know, if they have not made the ask, you need to tread very carefully. Pay attention and take your cues from them. Trust me, this is a hard lesson to learn. I've learned this lesson plenty of times being a critical listener. And lastly, understand your own listening strengths and weaknesses. And that's what this podcast is about, or that's what this episode is about. Like I shared with you earlier, my natural strength lies in critical listening. This is the one thing that makes me a pretty good public speaking coach. 
I can pick up on fallacies and arguments and I can tell when a speaker is nervous and gives off the impression that they don't even fully believe what it is that they're saying. But on the other hand, if I'm having a conversation with some of my friends, my strength can quickly become a weakness because being too judgy can absolutely be unhelpful where my friendships are concerned. Identify your go-to listening style and think about when it can be a strength and when it can be a weakness. Think about the other styles and how you might need to develop them in order to become a better and more effective communicator. And above all, remember, listening is a skill, just like communication is a skill, and we have to work at it to get good at it. Thanks for listening.